What up, what up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in the mile hot city in Denver, Colorado, people up in Tyler, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. You are tuned in here to the Tuesday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. 877-37-GRIND, if you know what you want to talk about, you know the rules like always it's open phone lines feel free to call the only thing we ask you to do is to call during the breaks and be patient during the long segments and breaks and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly also keep in mind if you need to reach out to me or follow me on twitter uh, you can do that at sports grind and also if you want to stream the show live and leave comments um, i'll respond to those and read those over air in real time if i don't i'll respond to them later you can go to the business facebook page of sports grind entertainment or you can go to my personal page as well. And like I said, you can leave those comments and I'll respond to those. And also keep in mind, if you ever miss any of the episodes live, all right, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast seven days a week, 365. And if you are traveling in an area that doesn't carry us on terrestrial radio wise, or, you know, if you are having technical difficulties by listening through your other devices, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com, click the play button, listen live, we'll be there right there for you. 877-37-GRIND. What's up, Mr. Clark? You ready? Yes, sir. Ready, rock and roll. All right, man. We've got a lot to get to today. Of course, uh, we've got to put a bow on week 10, which concluded last night. We're going to start there here shortly. Uh, But we've got other doings that's going on in the sports world, of course. Um, What have we got? We've got NBA action that continues to roll on. We've got uh, we had a light night last night. Of course, that's Monday Night Football effect. But we've got uh, some games that are resuming tonight. And I think this is the first Tuesday edition of the in-season tournament. Tournament night. Oh, my goodness. man! This is damn borderline Jackie Moon Productions. Hey, uh, tonight. So we've got the Spurs uh, going against Oklahoma Thunder. Um, and Stephen A., you know, with Chet, you know, everybody, but first of all, um, I did want to bring this up because on the Four Letter Network's website, in the NBA, they've got a picture of Chet and Wimby. And, you know, to me, and one of the headlines is Wimby is overachieving with the Spurs and yada, yada. And part of me goes by and, hey, you can call it old man, the rocket chair, not. But the bottom line is this is the NBA's problem, too. It's the gift and the curse. The NBA is quickly to about marketing the individuals. They don't market the teams. They market the individuals. And, of course, this is the reason why a Spurs team that hasn't been in the playoffs, and I don't know when, skyrockets from two televised, national televised games in two seasons to damn near 25 or 30. But I just have a problem because it's like, okay, we understand Chet and Wimby. They're linked together. They're both seven feet tall plus. You know, they'll be linked, but it's like it's right there into you. First of all, one team's on a five-game losing streak or six, whatever the hell it is. Speaking of the Spurs. And then Oklahoma, they've been balling. You know, they went and got a big win. But I've always said that that's why the NFL's king. That's why the NFL has staying power because they sell teams and franchises. You're ju- we're just now getting in the era, and this is more of the players in the NFL taking control. You're just now seeing them doing commercials with no helmet on. 
There was a time where you did a commercial in the NFL and you had to have your helmet on and have your uniform on. That's just was NFL policy. Maybe 30 years yeah. ago. Uh, it ain't been that long removed. I, I mean, I didn't, it ain't just happened in 2020, Peyton, 2019. Peyton Manning was there in what? Nerf no, footballs man. and Gatorade? For the most part, if NFL players, because a lot of them are just getting endorsements now, that you had to always, nine times out of ten, they saw you in a uniform, whatever, because the NFL had control of what products that you could endorse based off of what their competitors would be. NBA is no holes bar, and they market the hell out of the individuals. And that's just the way it concept. That's the reason why in Denver, up in Colorado, you got a fan base can sit there and say, well, damn, nobody's paying attention, but we've got the best player in the land. We're, they don't want to see him win MVP three. Why? Because you don't see Joker is not a guy that's been marketed nationally. The NBA can't market him. So at the end of the day, that's the reason why you get a certain amount of fan base that feels a certain way. Just an observation. But anyway, we got this in-season tournament tonight. We got OKC and the Spurs. Spurs like a nine-point underdog against Oklahoma. Uh, has a lot to do with the losing streak. And then this is a tournament, I guess, on their court. Uh, they're playing in OKC. Clippers are in Denver. You got something from Malone? Well, really quick, the, the marketing of it, too, is this is the rookie of the year battle. I get and, it. And don't forget Chet Holmgren you know, missing it. all of last year. Uh, puts him eligible for this year's Rookie of the Year. So you've got two seven-footers. It's less about – it goes to your point about marketing the players. This is less about the game and more about the head-to-head between those two. Well, it's always like that. It's par for the course. The blueprint was laid when Magic Johnson and Larry Bird came from dueling in a national championship. I think, what was it, 79 or whatever it was. It was only two years old, still on Similac. Okay. But the bottom line is when they came into the NBA, that's why the notion is they saved the NBA because they started marketing individuals at that time, Magic and Bird. And the recipe that David Stern, the late David Stern laid out, has never been broken shot away from. That's just what it is. But that's why the NFL is king, because you got teams. I'm, I'm just telling you, but we can move on. Um, Denver, the Nuggets, they are hosting tonight the Clippers. Uh, is this a tournament game, too? So Tonight we're all, is tournament all, all across tournament. the NBA. My goodness, man. Why it, did they just tournament take, Tuesdays and Fridays. You know what they should have done? They should have just done this thing and shut the season down for two weeks and done this damn tournament. No, because then it becomes a, a separate thing. This is about maintaining the, the composition of the season because these are season games that go for part of the 82. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's group play. So it's just like and when you're playing international and those guys, uh, soccer-wise, you know, and, mm. and they still play. Like, if you're playing the Carabo Cup, you're playing your qualifiers throughout the season at different periods. I get it. But, the, but, you ain't, but see, in soccer, you ain't got to paint the pitch pink or red to let those soccer people know, hey, this is tournament time. They can't duplicate that. I, I'm, look, I'm trying to be an open mind about this. Okay, but I've told you, man, you know, as I get older, you know, I get my IQ gets a little bit. My memory's gotten horrible. Okay, all right. So I'll just let you know now. If you call up here a couple of times, I can't remember your name third time. I'm just letting you know. Okay. now the bottom line is. If I mean, it's, it's one of those situations where I'm trying to keep an open mind about this, but I told you that it's one of those things reluctantly. Look, man, it is what it is. It's open mind, but kicking and screaming. Yeah, look, sometimes not all decisions are good business decisions. And when you're a multi-billion dollar companies, make bad decisions too. Okay? Go ask Target. Okay? 
it's just one of those things that it's it, we'll see. OK, we'll see. And another thing I didn't even have in the document, but I did just get your text a while ago. You're we were talking about the ice. You let me know heads up about the ice cube and, and what the NBA is doing. Uh, yeah, there's going to be the uh, Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, of course, uh, has announced that the inaugural Ice Cube Impact Award that will be given out every year to a person that uses the game to elevate players, coaches, fans, or community. If this has ever been a flight in the first base, I've ever seen one. This is fake hustle from the NBA. Let me just break this down for you, Okay. This is basketball, Naismith Hall of Fame. Naismith, well, which the NBA still has a has a connection. I know it's separate, and NBA doesn't have their own Hall of Fame, but NBA is still pulling strings with the Naismith, okay? So this is going to support here this take. It's very obvious. But people that don't know what's been going on, and I haven't even talked about it on this platform because it doesn't appeal to the masses, okay? that So I'm not going to talk about it. Um, but, you know, Ice Cube has really gotten some hate behind closed doors from the National Basketball Association. Steven Jackson, a.k.a. Three Stacks, has talked about it. Hell, he just had a video a couple weeks ago, about about a month ago. Um, they've been very reluctant to basically, you know, kind of hit, not hitch their wagon, but really in the cost promotion. Like it was almost like a hatred thing a little bit on Cube. This is a PC Throw a bone because we're going to knowledge or whatever. I mean, this man basically sit there and started his own league, even if it's three on three. But don't kill the messenger because I've heard Cube talk about it. I've heard St Stephen Jackson. When you text, I look, I'm like, yeah, that whatever. I mean, it sounds good. I mean, the people that's not following the story, they'll be like, oh, that's nice what they're doing for Ice Cube. No, nah, man, they got caught with the hand in the cookie jar. So at the end of the day, I just think it's fake. Uh, slide, slide in the first base hustle. That's all. Speaking of sliding in the first base, I told you baseball in the offseason, I really don't pay attention to season signings, offseason signings. I know we're shortly going to be in winter meetings already unless it's big stories, but I'll sit here and, you know, things that come across my radar. Uh, first off, the watch that I've been on for the last couple years in Otani watch, there are some reports coming out that Otani might be looking at just signing that two-year deal, Okay. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, out of all the things, I know this is not possible, but I was just thinking to myself when I saw that, I said, out of all the things LeBron James has copywritten, I mean, Taco Tuesday, he patting that. Out of all the things he's patting, I know he wish he could patent this whole two-year structure deal with these athletes because he started it. He burped it. You know, I'm, I'm going to go. He has the right to go soldier boy and everybody say, I was the first. LeBron from all sports, this was never a thing. Because people wanted security, this and this. When LeBron put the blueprint out on how to control his self, his, his, where he wants to play, the earning power not to give into the owners, it has seeped through the rest of sports. So maybe back to my Otani take. So reportedly Otani is willing maybe to sign a two-year deal because we know he just had the surgery. And then basically he would enter another free agency in 2025 after the 2025 season. That's genius if he pulls it off. Now, there's also some teams. This is supposedly could be ex escalating here quickly before the winning meetings in regards to his offer of where he's going to go. Um, you know, and I never got into Scott Boris. I mean, you know, he's public enemy number one. You think the whole nation and everybody hates uh, Coach Jim Harbaugh. Scott Boris, you know, he comes out after the Rangers say, yeah, memo to owners. You got to spend money. Spend money. You know, this is a th he has a lot to do. The reason why owners have really tried to fight back the players, because first of all, he runs a monopoly, uh, Scott Boris, for the most part. 
But I was going to, I never brought it up, but I was going to push back on Scott because I'm like, yo, man, like, uh, the, spending money don't, it doesn't really, hasn't resulted in guaranteed World Series. Like, yes, the Rangers just proved that, but there's been a lot of few others that spent big money and have more titles of late. That's why they haven't had back-to-back title champions. But um, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Brian Cashman. Okay, Brian Cashman, really, I don't know if it was on a podcast. I don't know if it was doing a radio interview, but he really kind of sub- subliminally, not even, and probably not even that. He probably did it obvious. He just threw Carlos Stanton under the bus. And I'm not going to tell you, because I don't want to get all into it, but I'm not going to tell you exactly everything he said, but I will just tell you, I have a, and I'm going to tell you, there's truth to what he's saying, but I've got a problem hearing it from Brian Cashman because his ass should be fired. He shouldn't even have a job. Him and Boone. He better be glad that he's being operated by a trust fund baby. And I've got a, and Hal's been in hell for a long time. But when you have to result and you got to go counsel ex-current and ex-Yankee players to what to do about Boone, your daddy never had to do that. What do you got? Uh, we have a de- development on this story from the Four Letter Network. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton's agent has responded. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Brian Cashman, of course, saying uh, you know that, that Stanton, quote, is going to wind up getting hurt again, more likely than not, because it seems to be part of the, his game. Wow. And that's the juicy part of the quote. There's yeah. more to it. Um, but his representation, uh, the um, Joel Wolf responded in a statement to The Athletic today, saying, quote, I read the context of the entire interview. I think it's a good reminder for all free agents considering signing in New York, oh. both foreign and domestic, oh. that to play for the team, you've got to be made of Teflon, both mentally and physically, because you can never let your guard down, even in the offseason. Mm, wow. So now the agent has jumped into this thing. And yes. I said, you got to either be Teflon. Well, Gotti was Teflon. I just finished watching that docu series on Netflix, though. AC, like I tell you, man, anything monsters or whatever. I've got to ask them. Is it something you want to tell me? So much your family ever told me. Look, at the end of the day, Teflon, whatever. Look, I'm going to stay consistent. The theme, social media has made people in, in positions, in sports, even in the way of walk of life, but I would say even sports, has made people just totally forget about being professional. Okay? I I might come in here, talk a certain way, chop up the English language, wear my hat cocks to the side, but there's one thing that I will take to the grave. When I do this, I always try to maintain a professional outlook. Never get in no, oh, that show says you saw, you know, I've never done that in 20 years I've been doing this business, almost 20 years, Okay? Publicly. Don't mean I ain't saying nothing behind closed door, but publicly. Social media has made people lose their professionalism. And and be honest with you, yes, I had on the docket because I'm like, damn, Brian really, first of all, I got a problem with Brian still being the GM. But that's unprofessional. You are a tenured general manager of one of the most historic franchises in Major League Baseball, the New York Yankees with the most championships. And you're spewing this out like you like you're playing rotisserie baseball, like you in fantasy baseball. Like, let's look at what what have you done? Yes, he's right. Now, I'm not trying to defend Carlos Stanton because he is get hurt a lot. But the truth of the matter is, what have you done with the Yankees of late? What's going on? Like, the team is not even built to win a championship. They're built off of launch angles. Cashman, 
I mean, come on, man. I'm telling you, man, when you get these trust fund babies that run these organizations that are hand me down, the look, give me the success rate. It, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Nobody talks about it, but I'm looking at it from the business standpoint. I've been watching sports long enough. These handoff batons to these trust fund babies in the wheels, it hasn't ended good. Hell, go look at the Lakers. Jenny Buss spent five or six years in court fighting her brother in court because daddy left his language on the uh, you know contract about who's going to be in control of Lakers. When everybody knew, Jenny, Magic, and everybody knew, the brother didn't know a damn thing about basketball. He had resentment from his dad because he thought he treated Magic Johnson more of his son than he did. Like, why don't you never let me fly and take anywhere, Danny? You never take me to the Playboy Mansion, Danny. It doesn't go good. So we've got some other things, but when we get back, we've got to put a bow on week 10. We've got another walk-off field goal in week 10 to make it six. But if y'all think that's the story that I'm going to talk about, you're wrong. You listen to the Sports Grind today's show. It's being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports crime. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. Back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis, and we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. If you're looking to check out what's the latest new products they have in, or you already know what they have, you just want to have it delivered straight to your doorstep. Don't forget about SpecsOnline.com because the fun starts here. That's Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Crime and official partner of the Dallas Cowboys as well also, which we'll get to them too. Some bad news for them today. Um, but let's start, put a bow on week 10 um, last night that took place in Orchard Park. Um, there was a game last night? Yeah, there was a game last night uh, that saw the uh, Denver Broncos edge it out um, over the Buffalo Bills. Um, before, because I definitely want to talk about the Bills fallout about this, but I have Matthew Gonzalez, uh, Gonzalez, excuse me, checking in. 
He said, are the Bills declining? Would it be a huge disappointment if they don't make the playoffs? Could it happen if they don't take the division? I'm going to answer Matthew's question here in a minute when I get to the Bills. But the reason why I read his question, because this is what it's been about today. It's been about the Buffalo problem. And it's been about Josh Allen, which we all know, like I've been saying, Josh been throwing interceptions, man, since Wyoming, man. I know a lot of people don't get Wyoming football. I stayed up a couple nights on them telecasts. Josh has been throwing picks since Wyoming, man. But that's what the story is. After last week, it was the fever. Okay? Look, man, let's start by saying this. Because, I look, I still stand by what I say. I've never been conflicted as much in the motion in a season following this team. And I'm 46 years old and following since I was seven. Because I know what's coming in April. I know what's up there. That boat is gone. It sailed. It probably was never in discussion, no matter how the local media wanted it in Denver, no matter how fans wanted it. It was never discussed in that in, in that locker room of what it was done. It was a hell of a narrative uh, brewing because it, it, it didn't look good. I'm still not 100% accepting that yet because I know you don't get these chances to get what's coming out in April. Now, with that said, Buffalo, we can talk about the interceptions with Josh. We could talk about when they come off of losses, they are lights out at home. They were undefeated coming in to the home. I'm glad Sean pointed out in the press conference because, see, I've been following this guy's career forever, and Sean's the type, he keeps receipts too, but he gets them subtle. He's like them Sugar Ray Jab. Them, boom, boom, just, he'll take all the bullets, but when he gets up there to the mic after he knows, he always remembers things, you know? And he said, hey, man, well, first of all, I know under this coach and that quarterback, they lost, they won a quite a bit of games, especially coming off losses. This When you start one and five and you made history giving up a 70-burger, there's only a few dudes walking in the last 25 to 30 years that can take you out of that. There's no rookie coach. There's no, I mean, if you go look at, I think the Colts are the last team, I think started 0-4, 1-5 and to get back. And play. If you go look, these are kind of veteran coaches, not even on Sean's level. That's not happening with a rookie coach. That's not happening with a first-year, second-year coach. It's just not happening. You can't keep the locker room together. This is why. You pay $18 million. What you're seeing right now is the reason why you're giving up. I told you, I'll do that trade seven days a week, Bradley Chubb, for Sean, for, for Sean Payton. Okay? I think they got off uh, scot-free, to be honest with you. Just giving up Bradley Chubb. This is why you do it. What you, you're, look, Denver might have two guys make the Pro Bowl this season. When you look at this roster, I mean, I think it's better with people, but also the mix of this. What I've always told y'all, but y'all, hey, some old, oh, here he goes, excuses about injury. No, all of a sudden we didn't talk about early on when you got Justin Simmons out, a couple games, Brandon Brown again. First of all, they're in a good spot, probably more healthier than other teams right now in the AFC. That matters. They're going to have possibly two pro bowlers on this squad. Patrick Sertain. And maybe, and probably Javante Williams, and I'll give a maybe, maybe to Cortland Sutton. Other than that, this is coaching with this roster. This the get back to four and five on a three-game 
winning streak. Because I'm about to sit there and say, I'm about to start counting the streak busting. Because this is what Sean and Dave, oh, streak busting. 15 in a row to Kansas City. Out. That's why he was getting ruly with, you know, you know, uh, with the media down there. You know, what our guy Troy Rink said, uh, 10, who's lost 16, 15, who's lost? They've lost? No, that's your question. 15, no, we haven't lost. Bam, took it. Haven't won in Buffalo since 2007. I told you yesterday, that's a house of horrors for this organization. One in five, everybody, me included, media, fan base, wanted Vance Joseph gone. Because, you know, there's coaches and organizations say they block out the outside noise because that's the cliche thing to do. You can tell teams and coaches that really do that. And the ones that are really off social media, the ones that are just putting your nose to the grind, grinding and getting it done. That's Sean Payton. 18 million, that's what you get you. Now, let me give you the other side of this and the other side. First of all, let's give Vance Joseph his flowers. I turned to AC like I'm saying, man, this brother didn't want to move from Denver. His wife, I don't know what was his kids in the perfect school. Vance has done a 180 with that. That's the same defense minus maybe Justin Simmons getting back healthy and a couple guys that they're giving up an average of 15 points per game in the last three. That's league best. That's better than Cleveland. That's better than Baltimore just in three weeks. Do I think they got a better defense than both those teams? No. But that, I'm just don't, don't 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 kill the report. I'm just telling you the news. Nine takeaways in two weeks. They haven't done that since 1998. And we all know what happened in 98. This one's for John. Yeah. Nine takeaways. And you know what they're doing? They're making it simple. It's just like, and I believe, I can't prove it, but I know some course after that 70-point beatdown in Miami, some course, Sean has told them and probably echoed advanced jokes like, look, Y'all are not talented enough to overcome not doing your job trying to do somebody else's assignment. Like Vance told him, Justin Simmons talked, Vance told him, said, let me worry about the play calling. Y'all just worry about being in position. Let me call the plays. First play of the game, first offensive possession, give me that candy. They came out aggressive. That's coaching and the mentality. Now, on the flip side of this, this is why I've been what I don't care what happens the rest of the season. Okay? There's some losses that could come back to bite them in the ass. What you look at that Washington Commanders whatever. At the end of the day, they if they've got Minnesota coming in Sunday night. That's another primetime game. If they win that, that gets the 5 and 5. They're right in the discussion of seeding, of playoffs going forward. Now the thing has changed. But I will tell you Russell Wilson it's the gift and the curse because you saw a little bit of flashes of Russell last night. I mean, I know Shannon Sharp's been one of his biggest critics or whatever. And I think a lot of that is because it's personal. Shannon played for the organization. Shannon didn't have a private parking spot. Russ gave Russ. I love Unc, but I come on. I paid attention to his career, too. A lot of it's like, hey, man. Russ, Unc said he probably was the best game he's played since he's been Denver. Now, I know the stats won't tell you. And remember, I came in here three weeks ago. I said, how long is Russ going to be able to stomach this? Does he really want to win? Because right now, they're running the ball as, as good as anybody in the league. Javante Williams is getting healthier. But when I look at Russ, even in these situations, Sean still doesn't have the confidence in him all the way. 
I'm going to stick to that. I don't care how many W's pot up. I can tell by the game plan call and I can see it. But when you see Russ have a clean pocket, he hit Judy right over there in the middle. And the call at the end, Judy could have sold that harder than what he did. But it was the right call. And what the hell is McDermott calling max zero blitz for in that situation? When there's no basically help or whatever, and you got Judy that the only thing he can do up to this point that we know for sure is beat somebody with his speed off the line of scrimmage, and you put them in that situation. This week in practice, Denver, you know, Adam kind of reported it. Sean Payton, and I just said, you know, your mentor would be so proud. Sean showed up practice. The team's coming off a of bye week. John sits there. Paints the logo of Buffalo in the middle of Fraxville. Little things like that. I told you, you can't let him win with this particular team. And it's going to be very interesting Sunday night when Josh Dobbs, Minnesota's hotter than fish crease. I think Kevin O'Connell's the real deal. I think he can draw anybody open. I think Kevin O'Connell's giving the, giving the franchise a little leverage on Justin Jefferson, too. I know he's key, and this, I keep telling you this is going to be a contract negotiation to watch. But Kevin O'Connell is showing they drafted a wide receiver. Justin Jefferson might, he better not get too crazy because Kevin O'Connell, I believe he's proven to me he's that dude, and he can draw somebody open. They're on a five-game winning streak. They're coming into Denver Sunday night. That's a big game for Minnesota, and that's another game to figure out, okay, is Denver really going to be a player in this thing? Because a couple weeks ago, it was 115-degree temperature, the way it was being reported for Pat Mahomes. Last night, everybody's talking about Josh and the problems, which I still want to get to. But let's go up against Minnesota, who's riding five straight. They've been hot. They've got the flavor of the month, the rocket science himself, and Josh Dobbs. But I'll tell you one thing, because I pay attention to when the seats are getting empty and all that and the power of my field. Sunday night, that place going to be rocking. And everything Dobbs has done up there, we're going to see. I told you yesterday, we're going to test really where this is about Dobbs. Because this defense ain't really making too many mistakes, and they're finding a way, maybe not to get a lot of sacks on the quarterback, but they're getting pressure. And you know at home, when you get back in that third and 10, third and 11, and you backed up and loud, and the crowd's going, you, just hear, you hear that horse just come in. That's when we're going to find out what Dobbs is about. And let me just tell you, Denver fan, let's just put it this way. The path they're heading, I don't know, picking 15th in April. They're probably going to land somewhere. They missed the playoffs. They're going to land somewhere about 15 and 18 with the look at their schedule. Because I'm telling you right now, if they play defense to protect the ball, everybody on that schedule, for the exceptions of maybe Detroit, is a winnable game. So this streak could be – that's what I'm saying. They, Sean is a streak busting right now. Took down the Kansas City streak. Haven't won in Buffalo in 2007. They've won three straight games. I mean, it's just one of those situations. But everybody remaining on that schedule is a winnable game for the exceptions, probably Detroit. So the defense plays like that and they run the ball, it's going to be different. But if they win against Minnesota, then that puts them – because I told you all last week, every game is going to be in, AFC, in the AFC. Because of what the North is doing, every game is almost a playoff game from here on out in the AFC. I don't care who you're playing. If you're around four, three and five, four and five, six and five, it's all mean. And we've got a juggernaut Thursday and this weekend. It's a lot of one that's going to come up. But let's go back. Let me move on from Denver. Let me go to Buffalo. Um, 
I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm not a big fan of his. Arguably, they think he does. Some people say quarterback, maybe the best college football team of all time. I know he's a hurricane and Ken Dorsey. He's being made the Lee Harvey Oswald, the Patsy. He's been made an escape goat for Josh Allen. And the lack of this coaching staff. Like you, this is a prime example where you have let your kid act up at home constantly for years. You never discipline them. And finally, it's got to the point where you got to go now out in public with him. You got to go to dinner. You're trying to go to a movie. And all of a sudden, your kid is kicking and screaming and all eight and in the movie aisle. and You got to run to the bathroom. Why do you expect now? You didn't do anything to discipline him at home. This coach's staff has elected to let everything ride on Josh Allen and refuse to have a running game. Look at that drive last night, the drive that they went in and took ahead of Denver. They didn't make one pass and attempt on that play. They ran it with Cook all the way down Denver throw. Why can't Buffalo do that for the most part of the game? Where has that been? That's why when Cook fumbled that ball and he was benched, when he came back, he started winning, running the ball. I said, they ain't going to stick with that. They ain't going to stick with it. They having more success running the ball against Denver than they are passing, but they ain't going to stick with it. But, they, but that's Ken Dorsey's fault. It was like that borderline with Brian Dable, which I believe that they are missing. We don't even want to talk about where the defense is now that Leslie Frazier said, peace, chunk the deuces, man, I'm out of here. I'm just going to take a – I'm tired of interviewing. Y'all don't respect me. That defense was like top – I think it's 15th or 18th right now. And the defense played their ass off last night. Both defenses did. He is a liability, man. You can call it the Madden jinx. You can call it whatever. At the, if you look at what needs to be happening, what you look – is Sean Payton had came and said, hey, give me them sharp objects, Russ. Give me that. Give me that. We're going to do it this way. Josh Allen needs that. I don't know what coach is going to stand up to, but he needs a somebody that's going to sit there and say, look, man, I don't care how many touch you. The most interceptions, man, since he's come out of the league, that's a lot. But this is what he had a problem with Wyoming. But you know what? They were winning. Like everybody has said this. You know, he's winning. Every, every cure, no one pays in a ticket. He's winning MVPs. And it's Josh. As soon as he threw that second, when he threw that one right before halftime, I'm like, he's done. He Because he's going to be pressing second half. And that's the reason why they took the ball out of his hand for one drive they need to do that a lot now let me get to this Stefan Diggs situation which Jonas and I we talked about this in pre-camp where I said hey man there's something brewing in this that excuse absence and everything come out they come out and lose a game against the Jets things get going you know they get on this hot streak and everything's fine this is the narrative today like people are killing Ken Dorsey for the lack of attempts that Stefan Diggs had last night. I think what he only had five attempts, four attempts. He's getting killed for it. And I'm like, in my Herm Edwards voice, hello? Who the hell was on him last night? Do you know who was guarding him most of the time? PS2. You know, he used to turn that old page, PlayStation. PS2, man. What, what do you mean? Why do you think you don't have that many targets? He's one of the top, he's the top corner, top two corner in the league. They don't want to try him. The, the, the only time Stefan Diggs caught last night when, when PS2 wasn't on him. Dorsey's being made a patsy. He's made a scapegoat. Because nobody wants to tell the big kid in the building and Josh Allen, like, yo, you are singly handedly screwing us. Now, Stefan Diggs 
And let me get to his brother Trayvon Diggs. And this goes with what I'm saying. Social media has made everybody forget how to be professional. I haven't heard anybody have a problem with this this morning, but I've got a problem with it, in my opinion. Okay, because I'm consistent with it. Stefan Diggs, or excuse me, Trayvon Diggs tweeting last night in real time. Yo, man, little bro got to get out of there. What do you got? And he followed it up this morning uh, with let's not forget he didn't start going off till bro got there. I mean, come on. And, and you know what this does? That's the same situation that I had a problem with Giselle. Everybody thought I was being a sexist and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, no, nah, man, y'all just caught up in this Me Too stuff. I'm telling you the real. I keep it consistent. If he says that, don't you think that's – come on, man. You know they've had conversations like that. If he's tweeting that out, him and his brother, Stephen, they, they didn't have pillow talk. They've been venting, and, and you put that out. That's so unprofessional. And then the follow-up with the tweet, you said, come on, man. Your ass is done for the season. You're with another organization. I know that's your brother, but at the end of the day, you can't be fan. You can't be Buffalo fan on the couch. You can't be media or podcast guy that wants to sit there and say, oh, we got to get that. That's your brother, man. You putting him in a situation. Maybe Stefan Dick, maybe Stefan Dick told him to tweet something out. Maybe it was planned. Buffalo, the window, I mean, I, you know, if you look at it, they're one of the oldest teams in football. I'm not a prisoner of the moment. I don't, I'm not going to sit here on the record to say their window's closed, but I've been telling you when we talked about coaches on the hot seat, I said, Doug McDermott, he did what he was supposed to do. Just like John Fox came after the Josh McDaniel debacle, Elway had to bring John Fox in to get it stable. John Fox ain't never coached to get you over the hump and win a Lombardi. I think McDermott's the same way. He had to bring Buffalo up, but I don't think he's the guy to get to the next problem because that coaching staff has made Josh Allen feel like this is okay being reckless. And now they want to reel it in because they're catching ales. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this... It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. 
at Specs. The fun starts here. Here's to you. Cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 